0: Welcome to episode 24 of Jesus and the Meteorologist. My name is Kevin Kukaji and I am your host. Our subject is discernment and our aim is to teach, to elevate your minds and to exalt your courage, to accelerate and animate your industry and activity, and to excite in you an ambition to excel in every capacity, faculty, and virtue. Our mission is to inspire young men and women and their parents to understand the present in order to prepare for the future, a task that necessarily demands a proper interpretation of the past. Our aim is to highlight the antithesis between the way of the Lord and the ways of the world, between the truth of Scripture and the opinions of men, so that we might reflect the light of life in a culture of death. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to invite our icebergs into the discussion very early in this episode, because I would like to ask them about the topic of resolutions, and they're eating snacks on the microphones. Nice, make our audience hungry. What are you eating, by the way?
1: A mini Kit Kat.
0: A mini Kit Kat, <clears throat> and something cheesy,
1: <clears throat>
0: cheddar bunnies, Annie's cheddar bunnies, which I prefer to call cheddar rabbits. All right, so we're talking about we're. T- <laughs> We're talking about resolutions, not revolutions. In other words, we're not asking for your opinions about the nature of revolts, nor do we concern ourselves here today with how many times an engine may turn per minute. RPMs, revolutions per minute. The fulcrum of our vocabulary is the letter V, not the letter S. Because our word of the day is resolutions, which is a form of the word what? Resolve. 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 But that form, unfortunately, is about the only thing they share in common. So let me turn to the icebergs to ask them, what is a resolution?
1: Usually something that someone um, starts at the beginning of the year, of the new year, that they aim to carry on every day of the year. Usually something to improve themselves, I guess.
2: Something to to change about their current habits and something.
0: All right, certainly, one form of resolution is a new year's resolution, mm-hmm. right yep. and you've hit on something important, I think, when you talk about needing to improve or change right A resolution you oh, well, only make a resolution if you're going down one one way and you say, "I hereby resolve to do this instead exactly. so how about examples, Roger? Have you ever given or ever undertaken or made a resolution? Yeah, I've made some new
2: year's resolutions well. Usually every year my family and I will will do no sugar for the first month. So January will be no sugar month. So that's kind of an annual resolution, but it only goes on for one month. And then another one is a couple years ago I made a resolution to read my Bible every day. And I haven't kept it completely, but I've definitely done better since making that resolution.
0: Okay. There's a couple good examples. Penelope, have you made a resolution on anything recently and have you kept it?
1: Um. Yeah, this New Year's I made a resolution to drink half of my body weight in water every day, and which actually wait, <laughs> wait
0: half of your body weight. So, <laughs> what that's all every day half of your body weight? Wait, that would be incredible. No, no, you you <laughs> no, mean the number no, of ounces that correspond oh, yeah. to half oh your body gosh, weight? A of, no. dude, drinking a lot uh, of water.
1: No, no, wow. and I haven't. I definitely have not kept to it. I still think I drink like a good amount of water but I always I still don't know how much I drink roughly because I always I never <laughs> measure it. I'm still
0: picturing dragging <laughs> a wagon around with you with like this <laughs> giant container of water that oh, is are half. You saying I'm fat? So if I did, no, but if I did it, <laughs> even if you took let's let's take your grandmother, right, who passed away a couple months ago. Yes, she only she weighed, weighed eighty eighty two 82 pounds. pounds. She weighed 82 pounds. Can you imagine 41 pounds of water?
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: No. Okay. Half of my body weight in ounces of okay. water every day. That or makes
2: a lot more sense.
0: Not half of your body weight in ounces because that would still be the same measurement just by small— Half of your
2: body weight in pounds. Each Conver- pound as those pounds <laughs> as-
0: correspond to a number of ounces. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, how about others? Have you observed others who make resolutions? What kind and is there any common characteristic belonging to or shared by those who make resolutions?
1: I feel like normally people in the new year will either make resolutions to work out more or wake up early, go to bed early, get eight or more hours of sleep, eat healthier, all that stuff related to, like...
2: To health, health general health.
1: Yeah.
0: But again, even though we're talking about health in that context, the bigger reason for the resolution is people want to make a change, yeah. right? Yeah. Or to go a different course or, or at least partially course-correct. So what is what does that imply or tell us about the nature and character of a resolution? Well, the
2: people who don't keep it probably stop within at, at least the first couple weeks, generally. Or like, at least from my experience, I've seen the people who are going to keep it within the two weeks, they've, they're still doing it. But the other people who are not going to keep it long term have already stopped within so, those two weeks.
0: So why do people stop following the resolutions?
1: Because it's hard.
0: <laughs> yeah, because okay. they have lazy. other priorities they like to sleep in. So they maybe overcommit or it's unrealistic, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or it seems like it's not difficult, but once it meets the first impediment, like diets are cool until you're actually tempted to break the diet. It's okay as long as, like if you were on a diet on a desert island and you were determined to only eat fresh vegetables and let's say there's fish that you can fish
1: uh-huh. you know off
0: the island and that's all there is available to you yeah after a while you wouldn't even have any temptation to eat anything else your taste would have changed and you're not thinking about it but if you do that in our culture here we're living in tennessee and you say i'm just going to eat fresh vegetables and fish and you see a television commercial that shows you you know a milkshake or a candy a fried bar or, or yeah or even even yeah fried chicken Kentucky Fried Chicken anyway, right, with the sugars and the grease and all of the things, your mouth starts watering and you get very tempted, or you go to visit someone and they put dessert in front of you, Mm -hmm. or you just walk in the store even to get those vegetables, and you realize that two aisles down, there's a bunch of cookies. So Very, very dangerous. (laughs) Okay, so if that's the case, if resolutions are not kept because they're difficult, why do people make resolutions in the first place?
2: Oh, because they know that's... Making that resolution is changing something that'll be good for them in the future.
0: But then why do they quit? Because...
1: Because they don't care enough for the aftermath because it's too hard right now at the moment. So (laughs) they take the easy route.
0: So let me shift the discussion to a different type of resolution. Have you heard of or are you familiar with a congressional or legislative resolution?
1: Not really.
0: Um, A little bit. So... What would be the difference, or do you know the difference between a resolution by a legislature of anybody and an actual piece of legislation?
2: Well, a resolution just says that you're going to do something it doesn't it doesn't actually legally bind you to do anything
0: that's right there's no There's no legal effect to a congressional resolution or a resolution made by the state house, the state legislature of Tennessee. A school board, a county commission, a city council, anybody can make a resolution saying we hereby agree to do X, Y, Z. But there's no legal effect to it. Whereas a piece of legislature passed by both houses, signed by the executive, a governor if it's a state, president if it's the nation, has legal effect both on the people who passed it. I kind of say that with an asterisk because Congress is always passing laws that they're not obligated to follow. I, I I digress. Let me go back to stay on my focus here. The difference, though, is, is the legally binding nature, right? Mm-hmm. So knowing this, if legislation, the enactment of a law is legally binding and a resolution has no legal effect, why in the world does anybody bother with passing a resolution? Well, for one thing, it makes them look like they're going to do
2: something.
1: Makes them feel better about themselves.
2: Yeah, it it makes them look better to the people they're supposed to be representing.
0: So what you're suggesting is perhaps a little chicanery or sleight of hand. Definitely. Okay.
1: Take that Insta pic So the gym.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Do it with with the physical uh, resolutions as well. Well, in order to provide a little flavor for where we're heading on this week's episode and to avoid any ambiguity about my view on most resolutions, I've entitled today's discussion... To hell with resolutions, how about a little resolve? (laughs) When we return from the break, we're going to examine the difference between a resolution and its root word, resolve. You are listening to Jesus and the Meteorologists.
1: There are citizens in Tennessee working to reclaim the practice of self-governance in our state and ensure that a constitutional, Republican form of government is preserved to future generations. We are Tennessee Stands. Do you want to get off the sidelines and learn how to stand for liberty in your community? Join us at TennesseeStands.org and on social media at Tennessee Stands.
0: Welcome back to Jesus and the Meteorologists, a weekly squidget devoted to the topic of discernment. My name is Kevin Cookagee, and I'm your host. And today we are talking about resolutions, not revolutions. And uh, our icebergs today, just two of them in the studio, are Penelope. Hello. And Roger. Hi. All right. To bring context to our examination um, between a resolution and actual resolve, I want to tell you a true story. I once had a friend whose marriage was struggling from bouts of infidelity and inadequate time and effort devoted to developing and maintaining the relationship. Everyone who knew this couple understood their struggles and wondered how long the marriage would last. Well, suddenly, one day, out of the blue, both the husband and the wife were spotted with matching tattoos. The wife's more reasonable in size on the back of her neck compared to the husband's much larger version of the same image emblazoned across his entire back. I forget the actual image or design. It might have been a bird or an eagle of some sort. But their particular body art matched, kind of a his and hers version of this expressed commitment to one another. What you could say was a resolution indelibly printed on their bodies to proclaim to the world that they were in love. Well, to those who knew this couple, this was a very strange and ill-timed decision. I remember thinking this was unlikely to end well, and I was unfortunately correct in my evaluation. Within a very short time, perhaps a year or two, following the unveiling of these matching tattoos, the couple divorced. With each partner carrying a constant inescapable reminder to themselves and everyone else of the futile exercise of tattooing their bodies, with a resolution of commitment while their actual lives demonstrated evidence of a failing marriage. This unhappy story suggests that a resolution, no matter how strongly worded, passionately defended, or in this case, indelibly stamped into one's flesh, is meaningless where there is no corresponding measure of resolve. So with that, now let us enter the
2: Palaces of Analysis.
0: All right, so in light of that true, sad story I presented, let me return to our icebergs to ask them if they can give us their thoughts on the difference between a resolution and its root word, resolve. And let's uh, give you a little clock to help you think. The difference between resolution and its root word, resolve, which you would think should be the same thing, right? Yeah, Yeah. I was going to say...
2: They should be the same thing, but a resolution is kind of the precursor to resolve, like, or almost a, uh, it's like telling people that you have resolve, whereas resolve is actually changing.
1: Mm. Resolution is like the beginning, I feel like, whereas resolve is usually like, it's at, the resolution isn't at the end of a story. Yeah, it's so that's, finishing.
0: yeah, I like what Roger said. That's a good description. You said a resolution is telling someone, right, what but, you're going to do or that you're going to do something, whereas resolve is actually doing it. it, Following through. So why – we live in a culture, whether people call them resolutions or not, we live in a culture where a lot of people like to talk about what they're going to do or talk about what they did, Uh right? Why why is that so important and what's the danger of that? Why is that so important to people or why is – Like Yeah, why do people think it's so important to have to tell everyone what they're going to do or what they did? Oh, Because I I think they want to paint
2: themselves in a good light. Want to make, you know, telling about what they did or what they're going to do. They're usually good things. They rarely tell about the bad things they've done or the bad things they're going to do. Unless they're psycho, but...
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. It's it's always, directly or indirectly, implied or expressed, it seems to always be a boast of some sort, right? Mm -hmm. Why is that dangerous? And and kind of meaningless. What why does it lose its meaning?
1: When they don't actually follow through with what they say cuz then it's like oh well he said that but you're not actually doing it so what's the point of it? You're just So what uh-oh. happens? What mm-hmm. would happen
0: if I told you if I, if I promised to bring in cookies to the studio every week and I said next week I'm going to bring chocolate chip cookies and I didn't. And I said, "Well, next week I'm going to bring chocolate chip cookies and a plate full of uh, Kit Kats." And then I don't do it and say, well, next week I'm going to bring chocolate chip cookies, a plate full of Kit Kats, and oh, what do you like to drink? Coffee. And some coffee, fresh coffee, right? Yeah. Sounds good to me, but if, but if, if I don't, keep
1: failing if you follow through, <laughs> what
0: does that do with your, with well, we can't take you for you. <laughs> your, yeah, we kay? can't take you for your word. Can't take me for my word, don't believe me, causes you to lose respect uh-huh. for not only for me, but for any words at that point. Right, mistrust. you become very suspicious. Yeah, exactly. mistrust. So resolution is—it's definitely words, but if it's only words, right? The measure of somebody's resolves are in what their actions, in, in the actual actions. Yeah. And yet, as we talked about prior to coming in the studio today, isn't writing or composing or even publishing a resolution? Isn't that a form of action? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we right. need. So we need to scratch the surface a little bit or get beyond the surface then it's not just words versus action because writing words is a form of action and if those words are you know words can be penetrating (laughs) the old the old joke sticks and stones can break my bones but words will never hurt me is actually one of the most misleading statements (laughs) ever made because words do indeed hurt yeah and can hurt and words can inspire to action words always precede action i'm going to do this and if you do it right? Exactly, then the words mean that much more. Yeah, words definitely mean that much more. That's why they call them them's fighting words, (laughs) right? So then explain to me why it's not sufficient to say, or perhaps we were wrong in limiting our difference or distinction to saying resolution is words, whereas resolve is measured by the actions. It's more than that, isn't it?
2: Yeah, so a resolution, yeah, a resolution, or at least a congressional resolution is an action, but it's still kind of the the beginning, it's only the introduction, right? You just say, it's, the action is saying, I'm going to do this, but you still haven't, you know, if you say, I'm going to work out three days a week, okay, that's taking more action than sitting on your couch and not doing anything at all. But it's still not the meat of the sub, you know, it's still not the substance of that resolution. It's not waking up in the morning when it's cold and dark outside and working out three times a
0: week, you know. So maybe it's better to say that, although it is action to write compose, publish a resolution, if that's the end of the matter, then it means nothing. Yeah, that's a a telling action indeed.
2: Yeah, exactly. If your action is that you're going to do more, if your action promises more and you don't follow through with that promise, then you're just making
0: empty promises. Right. So the life of one's resolution, its authenticity is measured by the resolve undertaken in response to the words. That is the resolve of both you or whoever's writing the words, what we might call the resolutionists (laughs) resolutionists <laughs> and the others whose imaginations have been captured by it exactly right, the people you're speaking yeah. to well let me say this considering all the meaningless resolutions offered up by congress and by our own legislative bodies both state and local right here in tennessee consider them because more often than not these resolutions are an advance attempt to make it appear that one cares or to give the appearance of seriousness in the hope that one's constituents will leave him alone, right? Him or Mm -hmm. her alone. And in most cases, a resolution is a public sleight of hand, right? We talked about the chicanery of it all in order to escape accountability or to avoid having to take any serious action. Our representatives often calculate, well, if I say that I intend to do something, that will absolve me from the pressure of ever really having to do anything. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, this habit by our legislatures is very disheartening, and it's cowardly. There's nothing so disappointing or even demoralizing as to be inspired by a cause initiated by a resolution whose author or maker shows no resolve to stand behind the ideas proposed or declared. So, the next time you see or get wind of or read about your representatives proposing this or that resolution— you must be able to discern what is really going on. Our nation was founded, and it, it was founded by, and the flames of liberty and prosperity were fanned by the resolve of the revolutionists. Yes. Our present demise is a consequence of all of the the all-too-wordy lack of resolve exhibited by mere resolutionists.
2: Yeah, it's kind of the opposite of, like, like you said, the revolutionists, They wrote the Declaration of Independence, and then they followed through. They didn't just write the Declaration and leave it at that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so the play on words here, ironically, is that the revolutionists, which we said were not the topic of our discussion, showed resolve, Mm -hmm. whereas today we have mere resolutionists, right? Which is why I say, to hell with resolutions, how about a little resolve? When we return, we're going to ask and answer a few questions about today's topic. This is Jesus and the Meteorologists. So I wrote a little book all the way back in 2009 to address what was happening in America and what was likely to happen if we did not take corrective action. Unfortunately, too many of my predictions are coming true. The only surprise is the speed at which we have reached the precipice. The title of that little book is The Experts, and you can buy it on our webpage. Just go to jesusandthemeteorologist.com, click the image of the little brown book, and we'll send it to you for only $9.99. And then be sure to let me know what you think. Welcome back to Jesus and the Meteorologist. My name is Kevin Cookage, and I am your host. If you would like to call into the program or participate on a future episode, you see we're lacking an iceberg today. We only have two. So email your request, questions at icebergsnot And uh, maybe you can get to ask a question like this. So to my left, Penelope asks a really good question that we're going to examine here before we end the program, and that is what, Penelope?
1: Do you have any tips on keeping resolutions? And if so, what are they?
0: Ah, Tips on keeping resolutions. I'll I'll start, but then we'll open it up for all play. Uh, One is not to make a resolution that's unreasonable Mm. or beyond reach. It's it's a fine line. If we're talking about physical ones first before we talk about legislative ones. It's a fine line, isn't it, between making the resolution enough of a departure or a change is to be worth pursuing, but not so much that you give up the first day. Exactly. So if I said my resolution is to lose – if I said I was going to lose 20 pounds in January, for me that would be too much and, and I would give up. But if mm-hmm. I said I'm going to lose 10 pounds in January after the holidays and eating too much sugar over Christmas, that's a lot more – Do it's hard – but it's more reasonable. Exactly. Um but I have a question about that. So does that mean that we should make resolutions or the the context or topic of resolutions should be always make them easy so you can meet them? Nope.
1: No, because then that's basically just how you were living before. It might be a little different. Exactly. But you're not changing you're, you're not really changing. You're not anything. improving in any way if you're if it's easy. But that well, <laughs> so that to me <laughs> sounds
0: more like a congressional resolution. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah, it does. So there's a, a question that has to be raised, I think, in that what is it that impels people to – and think deeply about this or more deeply than we have to this point. What is it that impels people to make resolutions and to show people they have this resolve? Why does it matter to anyone? Why don't people just go ahead and do whatever they're going to do? Why do they have to make it known either to a small group, if it's your family if you're making a New Year's resolution, or your friend group or work if you're in Congress to make the whole nation know, in a state, to let your constituents at the state level. What is so important humanly speaking in the way that we're made by God? Why why do we have this constant need to justify what
1: it is we're doing? I feel like you could there could be a good side to it or a bad side. You could it could be prideful, be like, oh, I'm doing this. Like I'm um, making myself better, or whatever, or it could be to help them keep you accountable.
0: Okay, those are some good thoughts. There's something though that I'm reaching for that we've well, not gotten to yet. What What does it imply? It about-
2: implies that you that there is there is something better. Like if if everything's random, why would you resolve to change anything? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, if you're not satisfied, it implies, it implies there that there's
2: there's like there's a standard mm-hmm. and that. You know, you can, you're, the way you're living right now is not going, is not following the standard as best you think you can. Or so, yeah, making that resolution is saying, I can change this to get closer to that standard, that, you know, ideal, perfect, good, right standard.
0: That's right. It implies something permanent, right? And that permanence is sometimes a relative permanence Mm -hmm. if we're talking about something related to us getting into shape and eating differently. That's those are more relative measurements, but any measurement implies a standard of some sort, right? Yeah. And it's kind of like an apology. Why do people apologize unless there is this unwritten standard that they're trying to meet? I'm sorry for doing that. Well, we only do that as human beings creating God's image because we know we're falling short of a certain standard. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing for a resolution. It's, it's this movement within us to resolve always to do something different because we're not meeting this invisible permanent standard, right? That
2: we all have in us. Yeah. You know, It's not like you have to, well, I mean, different people have different standards, but we still have the idea that there is ultimately an ultimate standard. You know, you don't have to, there's no one, there's not some person walking around. Well, maybe there's one, but most people are not walking around. They have this sense of, Right and wrong, whether that might be different from your, from what you think is right and wrong, they still th- see there's a distinction.
0: Yeah, it's it's you see it manifest itself even in if you think of a, a political leader that is completely opposed to something you agree with, it isn't enough for them to just take the action, against your consent or that violates your liberties, they always seem to have to justify why they're doing that and why that's okay. And if we weren't creating God's image and there wasn't a standard, they shouldn't be doing that. They should just be taking the action they want to take and proceed. But there's this need, this uh-huh. human need, this ability to explain or justify or that to little excuse. Voice in the back of your head. Yeah, no matter how much a person attempts to rebel against God and say that God is not real, God is not established and doesn't hold things together by the counsel of his will, lo and behold every time and c.s lewis talks a lot about this the 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 mere act of apologizing or justifying or giving an excuse even a person that commits the most heinous act except for the crazy man he'll always give an excuse for it Uh i did it because and he may justify it but that very act of justifying something like this whole act of making a resolve shows indeed that we are created in god's image that's all the time we have today ladies and gentlemen Thanks again to our icebergs, our producer, Rachel, and to all of our listeners and supporters. In the never-ending battle for hearts and minds, we aim to find and develop young men and women who, like the men of Issachar, understand the times and who know what to do. And how can we know what we're to do unless we believe what is true? My name is Kevin Kukuchi, and you have been listening to Jesus and the Meteorologists.